Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, hello. Welcome to Two Black Girls, One Rose, where together we'll uncover what we can learn about modern dating, love, and relationships from popular television. I'm Natasha, and Justine has abandoned me for the lovely beaches of St. Martin on a little vacation with Crunch. So filling in with her today is the lovely host of the Celebrity Book Club podcast and friend of the show, Chelsea Devantes. I am so thrilled to be here. <laughs> I I'm I would have booked the vacation for Justine myself. I would have sent her to St. Martin so that <laughs> I could speak about Scandaval with you. Yes, yes. We are talking Vanderpump Rules Reunion Part 2. And yes, when I emailed you, you swiftly emailed back and was like, I will move mountains, bitch. I will be there. I did. I had <laughs> meetings this morning and I was like, they got to move. And they were like, this is important. I was like, not as important as talking to <laughs> Natasha about this. Oh my God. I love it. So tell me, what is your, what's your relationship to Vanderpump Rules? Like how long have you been watching? Okay. So I was into Vanderpump Rules through um, Jax and Brittany making beer cheese. So the season when she was like, Mama's Stop. beer cheese, Mima's beer cheese. Yes, I don't remember this. Mima, I yeah. do. So it's mm-hmm. like, I watched them melt the cheese. And after that, I was like, you know, I think I don't need, I don't, I don't need this anymore. And I, I <laughs> took a break. Exited. And then when Scandaval broke, I was like, am I going to yeah. do it? I'm going to, am I going to go back in just for this? And I did something yep. that actually, if anyone hasn't watched yet still, I, I highly recommend it. So my husband and I watched the last two episodes. So, um, the finale mm-hmm. and the episode right before it. And we were like, this okay. is because you know so much from the news, right? So we watched the last two episodes. We we're course. like, this is incredible television. This is unreal. Incredible. Like watching Raquel get details about their sex life from her and then walking Sick. over to Katie to make a scene. Like it was incredible. So mm-hmm. then we went back to the beginning of the season and watched the, okay. watched it backwards, kind of like nice. knowing what was coming. And it was What's like coming? a multi-layered experience. You know what I mean? Where you're just like, you know, certain <laughs> things. Yeah. And, um, I've rewatched some of the episodes. I'm pathetic at this point. <laughs> I'm I, deep in. <laughs> I'm deep in it. 
And I just, I think one, it's such a good season. Two, I never mm-hmm. realized that I needed them to be 40 to enjoy the show. So I think like <laughs> before it was sort of like, oh, these like 20 yeah. year olds ruining their lives. Now it's like right. 40-year-olds ruin their lives. Oh. I'm, I'm y'all in. Are grown people. I'm mm-hmm. I've pulled up. I want to <laughs> see grown adults ruin their lives. Yes. I don't ruin have to feel bad lives. for anyone. <laughs> And, um, no, I love that. Yeah, I, I loved watching it back. I think it's such a good season. I th- I was just telling you, I think it's a gift. It is. It's the gift to 2023. Yes, it is. The greatest thing on television. <laughs> like It's just getting us through. I fucking love it. Um, yeah, it's funny. I was talking with a friend last night. Like, I, I've been watching Vanderpump since season one. So yeah. I've been locked in with these crazies. And it used to be the show that it's like a yeah. background show. I could be folding laundry. I'm cleaning the kitchen. It's just there in the background. I have to be watching this season. Let me tell you how I'm like parked with my notebook yes. open. I'm Same. rewinding. I'm looking on Twitter. It's like a oh, whole I experience. Had to, I listened to a whole interview with Ariana yesterday, like a two hour interview. I was like, I just got to mm-hmm. hear her perspective because also I will say the So yeah, yeah in the Stasi era, which I know was thought of as like a good season. Mm-hmm. I'm just so happy she's gone. And this new, like yeah. this season is actually what's up. And the only yeah. thing I think went wrong in this season is that the producers and knowing that the news broke are clearly editing the last four to five episodes towards this revelation in doing that. I think they actually did a little bit of a disservice and they made it seem kind of fake. Like, that scene where Ken is raised from the dead <laughs> to oh, walk that out. Scene it's is like, like <laughs> But it's so scripted that it's like That was so scripted, it, yeah. Is this a retape? Like and then I think the timeline mm. gets weird because the timeline is actually, you know, we end filming with them before Christmas mm-hmm. and then so time passes before it comes out. And the but the way it's mm-hmm. portrayed is that everyone found out and told Ariana over and over and over mm-hmm. and over. She ignored it and then she found out. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like mm-hmm, the way it mm-hmm. played out on television wasn't as good as the way it played out in the media. Mm. Yeah, it's a little fishy. I, I listened to a podcast with, um, oh, what's it called? Reality Reality Life with Kate. Casey, oh, yeah, she's great. Called. Yeah. Yes. Um, she had on one of the executive producers of the show who's like so adamant. Cause he's hearing everybody being like, this can't be real. You guys must have did something. And he's so adamant that they didn't, that they didn't piece anything together. Yeah. So I think oh. um watching it, it feels a little fake, but the reactions to it are what makes mm-hmm. you know how real it is. Like mm-hmm, I don't believe mm-hmm. Ariana is a good enough actress to deliver the epic to, monologue she gave us. Right. I, yeah, I don't think so. Loving you. <laughs> Loving you. That that was raw. That was raw emotion right there. Yeah. Um uh, just just uh it is a gift. It is a gift. Do you have Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think what's most compelling to me is that this group of people finally found their line. Like Andy pointed out, yeah. you're all cheaters. You've all, you're all Every cheaters. Every last one of you. So mm-hmm. how does this make sense? And really, it had to be this massive web where Schwartz is involved as a cover. Mm-hmm. It has to be a yeah. nine-year relationship. She has to be friends. She yeah. has to be defending her. Like that's how far yeah. it had to go for this group of people to find the issue with mm-hmm. it. Right. To finally be like, you know what? I draw the line here. Yes. I draw the line here. <laughs> Crazy. So crazy. Um, do you do you have any personal experience 
not saying you're involved, you don't have to put yourself yeah. in this, but <laughs> with a cheating scandal of this magnitude, have you ever witnessed in college, a friend of a friend, a story, like, have you ever seen anything like this before? You know, I, I don't know how I got like this, but I am uh, a real, like, uh, I don't know what it, I don't know what the word is. Like, it's not prude, but I'm like, I'm like very much like <laughs> cheating is not okay. Like I'm a hall monitor with ch- like, I'm never, <laughs> I think I've monitor. made it clear to my friend group that I'm like not mm-hmm. a safe space for it. I did have a friend. Yeah, don't bring that shit here. Like, don't bring that here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, yes, yeah, so I, I have not had, I don't think I've like been in groups of people where something like this is possible or <laughs> they just know not to tell me cause I'm a rat and I would like, I, oh, okay. I will tell you one thing. So, you know, I came up in, um, in improv and comedy for 10 years mm-hmm, doing like live mm-hmm. theater and in that community, people who are not my close friends, just people I know from doing comedy yeah. at yeah. the whole town. Uh, the whole community knew that this one guy was cheating on his wife, his his mm. pregnant wife. And everybody knew, Oof. like, the secret had wow. gone out. So every single person but the pregnant yeah. wife knew he wow. was cheating. And I was Oof. like, I got to write her a letter. I don't know this woman. I- I'm not involved at all. I was like, somebody <laughs> yeah. has to, because the whole town knows. To somebody. Like, if yeah, it was small and contained, okay, it's not in my business. I was like, the whole city knows, except for this lady. Like, somebody's got to tell her. Like, mm. that mm-hmm. was my reaction. I had yeah. another friend who was sleeping with a married- Did you write the letter? I didn't end up writing the letter because okay. <laughs> uh, I was talked out of it. <laughs> everyone yeah, was like, everyone is like, you're Chelsea, out of your mind. Sit the fuck down. But I was yeah. just feeling like secondhand, like what if this was happening to me? Like, I know. And there's no and the whole one who's going to tell me. About it. Yeah. yeah that, that's, that's where it feels that unfair. Like if someone's just cheating mm-hmm. on their own, like whatever, but like he was so sloppy. I would, right. I would hope that some, some weird lady like me would Somebody. venture forth to tell me. <laughs> Um, but no, right. she, I was talked out of it and shortly after she found out and, um, okay. Ooh, so, so what about you? Have you been near something like this? I have never, I don't keep people like this in my universe. Yeah, so yeah. it's a hard, no, no. Justine was saying she, we're waiting on her to tell us this story. She has some crazy story from college, apparently like a roommate situation. Oh. She lived in a, a dorm with seven girls at her college. Okay. So just mess. So I'm waiting for this story from her, but no, I've not. This is the closest I've gotten to it is watching Scandal. Yeah, yeah. I I had another friend who um, mm, was cheating mm-hmm. with someone who was married, and I Oof. was such a made it so clear I didn't abide by it, like our friendship. Ended. Yeah. Um, oh damn. And, the, and then when the affair it, ended, we mm-hmm. we started to be friends again. But like, yeah, I just don't want it okay. around me. I don't want it around me. I just me. think of like, what if it's happening to me? Right. I don't want none of it. I don't want that even in my universe. That just yeah, feels like, like bad energy, just bad juju. I don't want that near me. Same. That, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's always what I'm saying. I always put mm-hmm. myself in everyone's shoes and I'm like, this right. is not okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Um, okay. Let's dive in. What were your, what are your initial thoughts of last night's episode, part two of the reunion? And are there any themes, any questions, anything that came up that you want to tackle this episode? I mean, so much. One, uh, just an overall, I'm glad James calmed down a little bit 
to mm-hmm. allow the the reunion to sort of take place. <laughs> right. He is exercising some demon through all of this that I cannot put my finger on. You know what I mean? Like he has taken this affair, like he is wielding this as if it happened to him. Yeah. Um finding out that he called everyone's mom fat. It's nuts. <laughs> like he um and has, you know yeah. The really big thing I kept thinking about, which isn't the centerpiece, but mm-hmm. I really keep thinking about Allie because I find myself like she gives so little, it becomes so mm-hmm. much. Like, I, I, you know what I mean? Like she's giving the absolute least, but everything at the yeah, same time. By, yeah, she's giving everything by giving nothing. And I'm fascinated by it. Mm. And I'm watching her all season and this reunion just... Uh, observe a cacophony of red flags, yeah. an orchestra of red flags. And yeah. she calls it out. She'll be like, he's bad. He shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. But then she's quiet and present. And I can't tell if she's just like, yo, I got to get on this show because my astrology readings are sold out. That's a fact. Right. I tried to book one. I was like, Did let's you? get her. Yes. I was going to book it for my husband as a joke. And he's, I, it didn't work from he's very okay. um, But no, she's just booked. She's sold out. So I'm okay. just like, is she here to like get her astrology business going? Or is she, is this a real person who I don't know. Seemingly can watch James can freak out about this. Raquel in this way. Right. And she yeah. said, we learned in this reunion, she spent COVID watching Vanderpump. So she came yeah. in very aware of who James was and this world that she was walking into. So I don't trust her. Not yeah. one bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But she's like so nice and quiet. Right. She but so re- sweet. Mm. But it's like, mm. but then also she seems stable compared to all of them. I know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So anyways, I was really thinking a lot about her witnessing this and like wondering how she's staying in the relationship and like to what purpose. Right. And then um, with Raquel, I'm really worried about her brain. Uh, like Truly. what? It's I, it's like firing at a slow pace, yeah, very. And, <laughs> and she's smiling in moments that yeah. feel so eerie. I think yes. something is. I don't know what it is. I'm not a doctor. I'm a lady on a podcast, right. but something's wrong. <laughs> something's off. I feel the same. I feel like she should be studied. I need the behavioral scientists to come forward and explain what is this specimen that we are watching. Yes. Yes. Help us make sense of this because even this episode, like the lack of emotion, the lack of consideration for all of these friendships she's just formed, like it just to blow up your life like this and then have the nerve to even show up on the reunion to face all of them. You couldn't get me to this reunion. Oh, really? I am like, yes, a gift. (sighs) Walk into that reunion. Like, please (laughs) come back. Because, you know, she disappeared. I'm like, get. I know. What? She she was supposedly in trauma rehab. Mm -hmm. Get yourself to the reunion. Allegedly, yeah. Show us what you learned. Maybe they shocked her brain to pieces because something's wrong. (laughs) Like It's like she had a lobotomy or something, right? Seriously, I'm like, did you go to a 1940s mental institution for hysterical (laughs) women? Like, what did they, what happened there? What did they do to you? (laughs) I also think, like, I'm so bummed when she's, like, trauma rehab. I'm like, oh, you're giving it a bad name. Like, that's not what, you you just need to go to, like, human communication. One oh one school. Yes. Can, can I tell you this though? When I mm-hmm. found out 
Raquel was adopted, it did change mm-hmm. a lot for me. And I know mm-hmm. she was adopted by her mom's sister. Sister, yep. But she calls her mom by her first name. Like, that's a weird, that is that's a weird, weird yeah. mind fuck. Yeah. And I think, um, uh, you know, I, I have like a little bit of experience in this myself. And it's just like this, mm. that will warp your brain. Mm-hmm. And I think, mm. I think like the emptiness that comes from something like that mm. has just like, yeah. we're seeing it live out. And Without. my friend Akila has this, um, has this concept that I repeat all the time where she was like toxic mm. insecurity, where you are so insecure, you become mm. toxic towards others. Mm. And I yeah. think that's, Raquel. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree a hundred percent. Yeah. Justine and I talked about that. Like the, the foundational relationship in her life with her mother is, is complex and, and a little bizarre by some standards with, you know, being adopted into family, seeing the mom, but she's not your mom. Like that's got to shape someone, you know? Yeah. I think it's a real, like, you know, obviously like uh, adoption doesn't have to be this way, but I do know right. that it often can be like an identity. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like taking the vase of a human, shattering it, you mm-hmm. know, for, mm-hmm. and they just have to spend their life putting it back together. And I just, yeah. I just wonder what's going on for her and yeah. if that plays a role. Yeah, and she spent life, her life, putting it back together while also doing pageants, where you also have to put on a front and be somebody else, and it's just. <laughs> Which I have to say, like watching Oof. her in that Andy interview, I'm like, yes, you're a pageant girl because like oh, yeah. there's just no light behind the eyes, nope. and but nope. but complete sentences yeah. and saying yes. somewhat yes. the right thing. Yeah. I I don't know if you're annoyed by this, but again, because I kind of came back to this, you know, I had taken a break, so I come in mm-hmm. and they're like, ah. Oh, I mean, Raquel's a pageant queen. Lisa's like, well, you know, there was no intimacy and this pageant queen comes around. It's like, well, you got to have a pageant queen. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I look it up and they're like, she won Miss Sonoma County <laughs> once. <laughs> she was like at the state fair going down the parade. <laughs> and I'm like, and that alone warped oh. all y'all's brains. Right. Like, Please. <laughs> I like, don't you have to like, you know, be like, win some pageants. That's what Ariana said. You got to win some pageants to be called a beauty queen. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I was really, um, yeah. So that's really funny to me the way her like narrative in that group of like the hottest, Mm -hmm. most beautiful pageant girl. Mm -hmm. It's the same Mm -hmm. way James is a DJ (laughs) where it's like, Mm -hmm. sure. You know what? I I could probably find an over 30 pageant and enter it and become a pageant girl myself. (laughs) Right. I could find a little playlist and spin some tunes at a party. Yeah, I could be a DJ for my talent in a bikini that doesn't fit. And I guess I'm a (laughs) DJ pageant girl now. (laughs) Oh, God. A vision. Um, yeah, I, yeah, my thoughts too were around Raquel. I was a little annoyed at Raquel coming out at the last five minutes. I should have known they were going to do that to us. Um, I do like that we got more like a camera time to see her and kind of like observe her movement at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just the lack of emotion and remorse is like really, as you said, eerie, very eerie to see her so... So, yeah, something stunted, something's, something's not clicking. Like, it's almost like I feel like in a week it's all going to hit her and then she's going to cry or something. It's it's like something is so bottled up that's not released. I, I don't guess. Know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, 
a part of me is like, if it hasn't hit you yet, like that's not coming for a decade. <laughs> like <laughs> one day you're going to be on the freeway and realize what happened. Like what I, happened? Know, yeah. and, and so much social media backlash, which like really mm-hmm. uh, is that hasn't been ignored. I, no, did you find right. it? Tell me if you read it this way, but it really seemed like when Tom, who by the way, feels like he's doing like Gomez, like Gomez in the Adams family, like in his like Ugh. black coat and like, oh, no. <laughs> like, just, like but he Gomez. comes in in the trailer and it seems like she was like, well, Sheena mentioned you were intimate. Like basically like, did you cheat on me with Ariana while mm-hmm. cheating with That's me? How she like was, she was upset. Yeah. And I was like, yep. this is a mess. Yeah. Like and you you're are, doing it on camera. I'm like, is she, is she actually dumb or is she just a loony? Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what even, and we'll get to it too. A lot of things she said where I was just like, what universe is she living in? Like something just seems, she's living in a fantasy land and it's just her there, girl. Like, I don't even like, it doesn't even, it feels like, it feels like a robot. It feels like AI. Yeah. Like Raquel is still in rehab and they were like, (laughs) chat GP can listen. We said it was ready. (laughs) Send it in. Send it in. (laughs) Exactly. Oh God. So yeah, I'm excited to yeah talk more about her. I'm excited. I definitely want to talk about, like on a more serious note, just the concept of like self-esteem in a relationship. Yeah. And if you don't got none, you, you kind of have no business being in a relationship or even dating, I would say. And yeah. I feel like we see it obviously with Raquel, but Raquel aside, I think James Kennedy has serious self-esteem issues. Oh I mean, the gosh. fact that he turns, if it's not to drinking, then he just throws himself into another relationship to deal with whatever self-hatred he's dealing with. We obviously see it with Sandoval. We see it even with Ariana for her to stay in this horrible relationship for this long. I just feel like these people, all of these people on the stage think so lowly about themselves and have stayed in all these terrible relationships and seeking worth externally. And it's because they don't have any self-esteem. Like, I feel like it comes down to that core fundamental thing that we try to like develop in teenagers that these grown ass people still have not developed. Yeah. It's that RuPaul quote, if you can't love yourself how in the hell are you going to love someone else? love anybody else. Like the yeah. 101. That being said, mm-hmm. I feel like, mm-hmm. especially in certain circles and certain upbringings, like low self-esteem is like the norm. And then that honestly to me feels like the majority of the dating pool. And especially for mm. women, you know what I mean? Where you're taught mm. to like have, obviously I think we're seeing at times a thousand, but mm-hmm. I think what you're saying is really interesting too, because I think normally, or your first thought of low self-esteem is like, crying and weak or, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like broken where I think mm-hmm. low self-esteem is fucking your best friend's man and lying about it. Low self-esteem yeah. yep. is <clears throat> thinking you have a DJ career mm-hmm. when you're opening for Cascade. <laughs> and what he actually did was DJ at a pool party. Listen, I'm a journalist. I went really? to the pool party footage. Um, no, I'm not a journalist <laughs> at all. Uh, no, are you kidding me? No, I'm a Vanderpump uh, journalist. <laughs> We went to go see, we were like, what was he doing at Imagine Festival? Right. What is this? We went and found the footage. It was uh-huh. just a quarter full pool party. 
He DJed a pool oh party. Oh my god! But so he's like, a, like an adjacent event to adjacent the festival. Event. I Damn, hope Cascade James. DJed the final <laughs> swim lap, as he said. <laughs> um, but yeah, where but he like fronts so hard, and yeah. it's like oh, that's like crippling self esteem. And I think definitely Sandoval. I think the one of the reasons where I'm like I think he and Raquel maybe are meant to be is mm-hmm. because he seems to do best with people where he is the smartest person and Mm -hmm. he's not very smart. So he's really got (laughs) to, but it's like him leaning over to Schwartz being like, Hey man, you can say this is my medication. It's none of your business. Cause he's like the smart one. The smart one. I think Raquel is obviously like Tom's a genius. (laughs) And I think he needs that. He, yeah, you know, because he has to such low self esteem, he couldn't yep. be with a real person in Ariana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, another thing I will definitely talk more about. I wanted, I want to get your thoughts on Tom and Ariana's, just the state of their relationship, just them being in like. It seems like they lived in a completely different relationship, the both of them, and just the level of breakdown it takes to get to that point where like you're on planet Mars, I'm on earth and we're living the same life, but completely differently. Like I've, I've so many questions for Ariana, um, but she's, she's being very tight lipped about their relationship and like what the inner workings of it, um, which is a part of her strategy. I think that's a smart strategy. Keep the focus on the affair. Don't even give people any ammunition to work against you. Um, but it's still very, just very perplexing to me to see this relationship. They've been together for nine years and he's singing one tune, she's singing another. And it's like, what happened here for you guys to exist on two different planes like this? It's, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean, I, I do agree with her in that, like, no amount of, like, lack of intimacy means he gets to cheat in the way he did, right. especially, like, which was like, just like, mm-hmm. he had so many outs. Uh, mm-hmm. So I agree with that. There, there's definitely um, the one part where I'm like, this is just fishy and I can't, it's just fishy. I can't like, I want to believe Ariana, but I, I don't think I do. Like mm-hmm. the fact that so many people said mm-hmm. they have an open relationship or that like Ariana says, as long as you don't embarrass me, mm-hmm. you know, and like Katie's her business partner and said that. Mm-hmm. And Lala mm-hmm. went on a podcast and was like, they're so different off camera. Mm-hmm. And I, I, again, like not an excuse for cheating, but it does Mm -mm. seem like they had some sort of setup. Unspoken something. Unspoken something. And and no matter what, Tom violated it. Yeah. And I would say if it was as long as it doesn't embarrass me, we're fine. He really Mm -hmm. obliterated that agreement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, I, I found it so odd that Mm -hmm. that, and that keeps getting like played down. Yeah, it keeps getting... And that that was the one yeah. thing where I was like, is this fake? Like, they had an open relationship, but they're going to make a scandal out of it. And, like, I don't think it's fake, but mm. I, don't, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know either. Yeah, there's there's definitely more there that we're not... I don't think we're ever going to get from her. I think she, very smartly, is kind of just keeping the focus on the cheating and not trying to open up any more questions. But it does leave us as viewers wondering, like, what the hell is actually going on here? Something seems off, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So anyways, before we dive into the recap, first things first, I do have a lovely church announcement. Every episode, Chelsea, we do some email call outs. 
for our listeners to write in, help us make sense of what the fuck we're watching. Um, so last week we talked about Sandoval and the idea of him having like a midlife crisis or whatever the hell this is. <laughs> I don't have any experience with this. So I was like, please, people, write in, make the, yeah, make this make yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, so we had a listener, I'll call her S. She wrote in about her experience. S works in politics. So she said, unfortunately, she has seen many a life crises among her colleagues, particularly her male colleagues. Um, very stereotypical guys buying sports cars, guys getting in relationships with the intern, um, all that jazz. But she said um, she actually witnessed this with her own dad who um, went through a midlife crisis himself, was struggling with retirements, was dealing with, um, she says, 20 years of PTSD and moral injury working in the military. Um, And he divorced her mom out of the blue after 25 years of marriage, moved out um, moved out of the house for a month, was testing sports cars, was going to get tattoos. She went with him to get his first tattoo, um, was kind of out of his mind for a month and then eventually came back to his senses, came home. They did counseling and 10 years later, they're stronger than ever. Okay. Um, what was that tattoo though? You come I'm home, so you, come, you come back with a tattoo. It better have been her name tat? and a heart. Right. <laughs> exactly. So wild. I thank you S for writing in and sharing that experience. Um, I've never myself witnessed this. I feel like watching Tom, this is maybe a version. I feel like everybody's midlife crisis looks different. Um, do you Chelsea have any experiences with anyone in your life or witness, witness what a midlife crisis can look like? And do you think Sandoval is going through one? I think once your boyfriend starts getting full white gel manis consistently (laughs) (laughs) when he hasn't before, it's not prior behavior. Mm -hmm. I think we're in a midlife crisis because let me tell you, have you had a white gel manny that is it is so hard to keep it white if you're doing anything like and he's making drinks he's in the bar like i have gone for like white marble before you know where there's still Mm -hmm. little cracks and just one wrong one wrong night like dinner out and it's like that's (laughs) a little orange that man kept that (laughs) manicure sparkling and that's definitely if that's a sign that like something deep is a brewing um (laughs) i i I don't know if this is correct but i do hope that like the antidote antidote to midlife crises is making sure you're living your fullest self within the relationship Mm-hmm. And like, I think a lot, there's a lot to be said about like relationships or compromise or like, especially mm-hmm. when kids are involved or family or whatever, but like, mm-hmm. you know, in my hopes, like you can go get a tattoo within the marriage, you know what I mean? You guys can right. like do it together. And, and I that. think there's a difference between like someone who's having a midlife crisis where like, I need to have these other experiences and my partner won't let me, or it's, it, it's not right. available in my current life mm. versus I need another woman to like me or another person to like me and love me so that I can have my confidence back. Like that's a you issue Mm, (laughs) that can happen mm -hmm. at any time in life. It was probably happening the whole time as we, that's his thing. Yeah, true. I think he thinks saying, you know, I turned 40 and maybe my life isn't over is a good strategy. It is in fact comedy and I thank him for it. (laughs) He's just like (laughs) constantly yelling that he's 40 and all washed up and he's got a Mm -hmm. mustache. 
He's mm-hmm. grown out a hair swoop. He's like mm-hmm. rocking a Bieber while also rocking like a pedophile <laughs> <laughs> like, stash. Stash. Like, yeah, that oh man. God. That man's been going through something. He's in um, crisis. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I feel like, um, I, I feel like those crises happen like not because of your age, but because of like you haven't been fulfilling yourself. Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I think yeah. Tom, he's a narcissist. He's piecing together a strategy. So he's kind of throwing out so many things. So now midlife crisis is part of it. But I agree. I think he has been unfulfilled within himself. I think there's a lot of self-hatred there. I don't know if we want to give him the credit of calling it a midlife crisis or this guy's just like his life has just been a hot fucking mess. Um, but either way, I mean, thank what, you. what was it when he was cheating with Miami girl, another unnamed girl, right. another girl? Like, what was that? What are we? A 35 crisis, a 37 crisis. Like, everybody <laughs> can have an, an age crisis if that's what we're calling like cheating. Right. I also don't think, like, yeah, I, I, I don't give passes to those crises at all. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think, I don't even think they're a real thing in that. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't think it's age based. I think, I think it's, circumstantial to like you and your journey through life. And I I don't get the vibes that Ariana wouldn't go hang gliding and to get a pedicure with him. I just don't get that. So like that, this was just his own issue. I don't think she was stopping him from that. From doing it. I agree. Yeah. She, he's been running around wearing sequins pants and painting his nails white and she's been there the whole time. So I don't know what he, yeah, where he was feeling like, you know, suppressed in this relationship. Yeah. I and don't know. By the way, I just want to say like, if, if my man was like, I want to like get manis and wear a seat by no, he already has worn a full sequin suit to a premiere once. And I was like, <laughs> I love this shit. Like Do I'm it. down for it. <laughs> yes. I don't think like, you know, those specific things like mean you're losing your mind. I think the mm-hmm. way he did it meant he's mm-hmm. losing his mind. Is losing his mind. Exactly. Oh my God. Well, thank you S for writing in with your experience. Much appreciate. Um, and anyway, shout out to the Rose Garden. Patreon community. If you love our Vanderpump, Vanderpump recaps, did you know you can listen to this very episode ad free on Patreon? You can also watch this episode. You can see me and Chelsea and our beautiful faces on Patreon. <laughs> and if you love us and just want more of us, you can unlock tons of other weekly content from us. Instead of getting one episode a week, why not gift yourself three? Um, we just dropped Married at First Sight recap. We also dropped a really fun episode, um, a trailer breakdown of the wretched season two of And Just Like That, the Sex in the City. Uh, I can't, I, I can't believe you abandoned The Bachelor, but stayed within Just Like That. <laughs> Just the trailer. I didn't say we watching the show. We just broke oh. down that wretched trailer. Oh, okay. <laughs> so all of that goodness is on Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash two black girls, one rose. Join the community. You can also try out a Patreon membership with a seven day free trial. So why not? Okay, Chelsea, let's dive into this recap. Yes. So we pick back up from last week with Lala going in on Sandoval and he is telling her that she needs to take accountability and calls her a narcissist coming from (laughs) the ultimate narcissist. (laughs) That being said, I think the show's incredible because it's 10 narcissists. (laughs) All of them. Every last one of them. Exactly. I I actually, um, I think I might be a Lala apologist. Um, oh, just I'm definitely I, a little yeah, like, <laughs> I oh love how God. much she brings. She brings so yeah, much. She um, does. <laughs> She's super problematic, but she has 
She has the self-confidence for everybody on the stage. So you got to kind of love her for that. (laughs) Yeah, she does. And yet, you know, another relationship theme is when you have someone hurt you so badly as Randall did, you project it Mm -hmm. into everyone else's relationship, Mm -hmm. which I've Mm -hmm. also been guilty of doing. Like someone comes to you with a problem and you're like, this reminds me of my one big problem I've always had. Everything filters through that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's also someone that has to have low self-esteem. <clears throat> she must yeah she must she she's the best at putting on a front um yes. and feigning confidence so i give her credit for that um, um but anyways can, mm-hmm. can i say something just slightly yes. i'm not trying to be super shady but again because i took a break from the show yeah. when they did the flashback to lala talking about randall Ugh. and i saw her previous face I was like, yeah. wow, fillers yeah. and plastic surgery is an art Did form. A number, yeah. Because yeah. all season I was just like, oh, she looks beautiful. And like, you know, she looked beautiful back then too. But th- mm-hmm. those are two different people. Mm-hmm. Two different, two different people. Completely. Yeah. Sheena's another one. When they flash back, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like yeah. totally different face. Totally different face. Um, so Sandoval, he's going in on Lala. He, I don't know if you caught this when he said to her, you pulled your IUD the day you found out Stasi was pregnant. Oh, yeah. Which is like, what the fuck? I guess I, you know, did you think that meant like she was always in competition with Stasi or that she really wanted a baby to she outdo a baby. her, take attention? That's, he's trying to say something like that, but. I mean, it's why a very are you talking funny about, line. And why are you talking about my birth control plan? Why are you all up in my uterus? Sit yeah, down also and shut like, up. <laughs> you literally went to your uh, sperm appointment with Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Got your sperm news together. And <laughs> mm-hmm. we're clearly going to... Also, he said he wants me to fertilize her embryos. Like, dude, children are like... It's, <laughs> he doesn't you're know not like anything. gift. I, your sperm ain't a gift to Ariana's <laughs> embryos. This was not nah. <laughs> something no. she... And then she was like, I was doing it for him. Anyways, he went that far while fucking someone else. Like, don't right. talk about IUDs. Don't talk about anything. Please be quiet. So anyways, we do dive into Lala and Randall, which was a whole thing that happened. She broke up with Randall, like huge thing, but it kind of took a backseat this season for obvious reasons. Um, But we learned a little bit from her. You know, her and Randall haven't seen each other face to face in a hot minute. Their daughter Ocean's not allowed on camera per his requests. Um, And then Andy brings up... 100%. 100%. I don't think like anybody's children. I'm like the one good move from Randall. From Randall, right? These kids should not be on this here show with these people, please. Yes. Um, and then Andy brings up the LA Times expose on Randall's casting couch scandal situation. Have you read this article? I haven't read it. I don't know much. I read it a while ago and I'm dying to watch the Hulu documentary. Me too. But yeah. I, I think it's like so... <laughs> It's not funny, but go with me on this. Like, <laughs> like he he ran this whole scandal for movies we've never heard of. That's what I'm ne- saying. Like, what movie? Like, he did like what movie has she produced? Movies? Like, I have no idea. And they're like, everyone, you know, I, I, like we're oh in Hollywood. Like, I'm a television writer for a living. Randall, right. who? Like, where did she even find him? <laughs> No, that's the thing. I'm like, who? Who the hell is Rand? He's supposed to be this Hollywood mogul. I can't name a no. A he is not single film that this man has made. Yeah. <sighs> but anyways, he has that big scandal going. Lala points out that his spokesperson is Harvey Weinstein's spokesperson. So just yeah, we all know they did a great slimy. job. Right. Exactly. Um, and so yeah, we're like, did you know about this casting couch situation? Were you surprised? 
she said that people have been kind of flooding her DMs with allegations for a while. So she wasn't she wasn't that surprised. She was surprised definitely seeing the LA Times expose come out, but she kind of knew that this dude was slimy all along. Um, and then, yeah, we kind of learned her origin story of meeting Randall. She was hostessing at Sir. He kind of did what he does, which is sent his assistant to approach her, asked her to audition for something. She auditioned. She got the part, quote unquote, for whatever B film that never left the shelf. And um, yeah, they do that little flashback to her. This is back in like 2018, sitting with Stasi talking about, you know, I went out with him and I let him hit it the first night. And she got a and car. And the next day, day I got a car. <laughs> Which yeah. listen, if I knew, none of my, <laughs> all of my one night stands <laughs> ended in like a roll of toilet paper I had to bring myself to their <laughs> shitty apartment. Like, well, I don't know what I've ever gotten other than regret. <laughs> yeah. Girl got a car. There's a car um, on the table. All right. <laughs> maybe. Let me think a little a second. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Lala kind of chalks it up to. You know, she, she was a naive girl from Utah. She didn't know this is how men in Hollywood operated. She didn't think she didn't feel like she had to sleep with him to get the part. Um, and so that's kind of that's her story, I guess. Um, I will say I was very shocked to hear that Lala was four and a half years sober. I did not realize four and a half years had gone by. Yeah. And from yeah. those days when she was running around with James and they were like barking at everybody and they were pissed drunk all the time. I like so. that her personality has remained the same. Maybe even gotten stronger. <laughs> I do. I do. I like that. Yes. And, um, I do think like, um, I do think there's like a wave of people realizing they can be sober and still like live party, fun, active lives. Mm -hmm. I, I really like that she's representing that on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point. She's been pretty consistent i mean minus the drinking lala's pretty much been the lala we got from day one to now she had she yeah. brought that same energy just same minus energy. The drinking. she's out at the yeah. club being like who's there i'm gonna fuck him give me a soda <laughs> yes. water and lemon you're like that's right. all it takes yeah okay <laughs> that's it exactly yeah that's true she had the don or the don whatever that guy's name was this season the don and here. she called that to his face she'd be like let's go the don i was like who decided <laughs> this is this man in on this why is there a the in your name? What the hell? Um, anyways, so they take a lunch break um, from filming and Sandoval goes to Raquel's trailer and he's giving her the whole play by play as if she hasn't been watching the whole time. Um, and he's like, you know, they're making us out to be pathological liars. And she's like, well, we haven't really lied about anything except the affair. Which is a thousand lies. A thousand <laughs> lies you. went into the affair. Thank you. What? This, yeah. That, this was the scene where I was like, these two knuckleheads are actually meant for each other. Yeah. They're, yeah. They, if they're not happily ever after, they're not meant for anyone. Also, mm -hmm. him throwing that fit, thinking he can oh get off camera time with Raquel is just like, is crazy. Proving everyone correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That also made me think, like, I could never, I could never be a reality star. Like, where your work is your life. Like, I hear him, he, he just wants to not be filmed for a second. He can't. He can't get that. Your yeah. life is our job right now, bro. If you're going to sit with her, you're going to be filmed. Yes. I'm so sorry. This is yes. your job. 
Gosh, Oof. I was listening to this podcast. It was actually like my first time trying to listen to it. And I, I want to pull it up so I can give them a shout out. But um, yes, what was it? It was the podcast. Mm-hmm. And one of the host takes was that reality stars are uh, do more work and have more effort and more talent than actual actors. And he was like, because <laughs> their stakes are their lives. Their like, whole life. If he was just saying like, oh, you know, Julia Roberts plays, you know, a dick. She's like, that, that was a character. Whereas like mm-hmm. Sandoval in the world were like, fuck you. You know, mm-hmm. I walked mm-hmm. away being like, you're right. These people are giving <laughs> us art and because they're, they're living it. They have to like, and I, um, mm. and they have to show up and mm-hmm. I have, this is so dorky because you're right. I could never, definitely mm-hmm. if I go on a reality show, I know I'm getting the villain at it. Because I would, I just know it. Yeah, I would be the nicest person. I'd come out as the villain um, because I would like say something that would, anyways. But as I watch these shows, I just go like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for existing. Thank you for living these lives. Thank you for doing the work. Yes. Thank you for giving us this television. (laughs) Who? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Justine, there's something I got to get off my chest, girl. Tell me. I've been low-key struggling with my relationship with my phone and social Mm. media. Just the over-accessibility these devices create, this addiction to Instagram, Mm -hmm. the distraction from everyday life and the people closest to me, it's been really stressing me out. I'm not even going to lie. I mean, that makes sense. Content overload is very real, and staring at everybody's highlight reels can be overwhelming Mm. and can absolutely steal your joy and peace. We carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively, Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. You all know we're huge advocates of therapy. We talk about it all the time on this podcast. It's been tremendously beneficial throughout different stages of my life and areas where I've needed help from eating disorders to new relationships to my ever-changing relationship with my family. Therapy has really helped me to set boundaries and prioritize my self-care. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash 2BG1R today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H E lp.com slash 2bg1r are mm-hmm. you thank you please come back on the show mm-hmm. raquel i beg you <laughs> please i yeah i could I, I could not it just feels so claustrophobic even him just kind of pacing he's like i'm in a delicate situation it's like all right fuck you sandoval but also like 
I would be losing my mind too. Like I can't even get a second to breathe without this camera down my back. Like yes, oof. but also like why haven't you guys spoken enough off camera to what plan else for this to reunion? Exactly. What are y- y'all are dummies? You miss. You can't text each other. They got your phones tapped. Like what's going right. on? What the hell? Oh my god. Um. So anyways, oh, which, by the way, in- just real quick, mm-hmm. have you ever? Listen, I've done some video, some some video, some romantic videos with my the man who's now my husband, but we were long yes. distance for a long time. Okay. I never thought to record it. That's that's the where you ruined lives. recording. That's I'm what I'm like, saying. Did she know he was recording that? I don't know. That's a good question. That's true. We never talked about that. I don't know. But that is fucking that's fucking. If up, I found man. out a man recorded a sexy FaceTime, I would I would, I would mm. get, uh, mm. I would get Sheena's attorney or Raquel's attorney and be like, we got to <laughs> file something. Cease and desist or whatever the fuck I need. Yeah, that was wild. He just kept that in his phone roll like, ugh, idiot. Yeah. Um. Anyways, Sandoval and Raquel, they're talking in the trailer. She is, as you said, she's like kind of ticked off watching. She's like, I, you know, I didn't know you and Ariana still had a thing going. It looks like you guys did have a solid relationship. Like she's like so offended that he cheated on her back with his girl. Like very bizarre. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, and yeah, she's like, I felt like Ariana felt like you wanted to keep the relationship going. Cause you never broke up with her, which is like no shit. Hello. Yeah, obviously. And then obviously. she's like, Oh, she did. I guess it's later. Okay. I'll wait. Go ahead. Um, yeah, she's like, my entire character is being called into question. I just feel like I went through this transformative life experience over the summer and maybe the pendulum swung too far in the other direction. I mean, so I'm having a wake up call too far at Oliver. Then at the, thank you. Thank like this you. is, we have passed the line mm-hmm. of no return. Mm-hmm. Episode two. Episode two, girl. Oh my God. So, yeah, those two loonies are just honestly just kind of egging each other on looking wild. Everybody else is at lunch just talking cash shit about those two, obviously. So we get back to filming and Allie with her little Barbie pink pretty little things number (laughs) comes on stage. And, yeah, we learned that she binge watched the show during COVID. Um, She decided to anyways give James a chance and calls him lovely. I'm sure what I, I mean, I'm sure it was the only word she could think of. You know, it a little bit reminded mm. me. I this is why I liked Allie. It reminded mm-hmm. me of ma- go with me on this, Meghan mm. Markle and Prince Harry, where mm. she made such a show of I never even Googled the Queen. I never mm. even I knew nothing, <laughs> nothing about British royalty, which is like I don't care about them and I know stuff. So so we that's just do. like it's just so because she wanted to present that she genuinely loved Harry. Whereas Mm -hmm, Allie mm -hmm. is like, yeah, I saw the show. I'm so happy she did that. (laughs) And also, if she hadn't in COVID, I would hope the moment she met James, she went home and watched it back to front. If you didn't, you're a maniac. Like, yeah. And then she was like, yeah, I've seen it. Like, it'd be ridiculous Mm. if she hadn't. Right. To go in this unprepared. But very odd. I mean, Allie, she seems harmless. She seems sweet. But I still think she's a fucking weirdo. If you watch back Vanderpump and saw... The way James, like, spoke to Raquel, the way he, when he was back in his heyday with Lala, just on one, how he treated everybody, 
to see that and to want anything to do with this person in your life is just something ain't right with her. Something ain't right. An astrologist, can she not look can at his not? chart <laughs> That's and what I'm see that something bad is coming? Like, is. is she not looking a year forward? Like, what kind of astrologist are you? No, I, right. I, the fact that she's an astrologist at all. That's Mm -hmm. nuts to me. Mm -hmm. And I just, the only way I will come out of this loving her forever is if she was here to get her business going, in which case, God bless. God bless, girl. Get your money. I'm nervous for her. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, Andy brings up how they started dating just six months, or not six months, six six weeks. weeks after him and Raquel broke up their engagement. Um, and I love how they put in this little montage of all these moments of James sitting with Lisa crying and bawling and he's been going through it with Raquel, with his own sobriety, just like his own personal journey of life has been rough. Um, which again, Allie saw all of this and still decided to dive in head first. Um, but James is very proud of his growth. He's talked about, you know, how far he's come. And he was very quick many times during reunion, this episode and last, to always bring up like, well, I was 21 when I did that. You know, that that was 10 years ago. That was forever that was ago. was two years ago when I was a little boy. Two years. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, James's growth <sighs> is the equivalent of like standing against the wall and measuring your height and then go put you go put on shoes and you measure again. And, and you're measure. like, two millimeters. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've grown. I don't see any growth oh, from James. God. No, no. Like, the only growth, I guess he slowed down his drinking some, I guess. But we no, think. he was sober. And then now he's not. And Now he's back to drinking. He's on track. Like, that's the opposite <sighs> of growth. That is the opposite of growth, man. So anyways, we see a little quick uh, flashback, Raquel, during that car ride when the ladies went on their little girl's trip and she uh, revealed all of these horrible things that James did during their relationship, all the horrible things he said to her parents, um, which then gives James cause to go off rambling about Raquel's mom and things she said about his penis. Like, how did we- <laughs> You know, but like knowing James, it's so, ex- it's exaggerated. Do you of know course. what I mean? Like, yeah. 100%. Knowing James, her her mom was like, so tell me, what is your dick like? Uh, more right. potatoes? Like, I just don't, <laughs> I don't think that's how it happened. No, James, what are these lies, please? Um, so yeah, then we start talking about James's drinking. Has it gotten better? What's the deal? Sandoval decides to pipe in and tells the story of him, Schwartz, and James had this like <clears throat> ongoing job in Atlantic City, which sounds bizarre within itself. <laughs> what yeah. is that job? Yeah, what is it? What do they need you three for? In Atlantic City, okay. Club appearances? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, who is club? What is going down to AC? Who's going to AC? <laughs> what? So, so yeah, they had this ongoing job in Atlantic City. James was belligerently drunk. He slapped a waitress on the ass. They lost the job. Just Sandoval just trying to throw in anything to deflect from him, obviously. Um, and Lala calls him out for that. You know, the fact that both Toms also have, I don't know if they want to say they have alcohol issues, but they also drink a lot. These are two dudes who are out on the town every night, it seems. Nothing about their behavior or this show makes sense if they're not lit up constantly. <laughs> Otherwise, constantly. I don't know how the decisions happen. I don't know. <laughs> 
So she's like, it's a little rich for you two to be talking about James and his drinking when y'all two also drink like crazy. So, um, so yeah, Sandoval again, reaching for straws. I don't, I don't smack girls in the ass when I'm drunk, which was a nice little layup for Ariana to just pipe in. Well, you do fuck their friends though. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she had a lot of layups. She did. Um, and yeah, James is in therapy now. He claims it's helping with his anger. He's just bought a house in the valley. I think Allie's moving in with him, which is troubling. Um, it seems like they all have houses in the valley. What's the valley? Uh, what is this place? <laughs> Do you know? Oh, oh yeah. Wait, are you not in LA? No, I'm in New York, girl. In my yes. heart, you were always in LA. I don't know why. I'm in LA. Okay, the valley. <laughs> yes. Ooh, educate us on this place. I know nothing. Happy to. So, um, where like sort like Sir and Pump and like I guess the sandwich shop is like downtown, not downtown, but it's like West Hollywood. And it's okay. like a real like party, party city party street. Central. It's okay. kind of where you first it's often where your first apartment in LA is. So like when I moved to LA, yes. like I lived in West Hollywood I've and the day when I was like, okay. I can't live here anymore is it was seven in the morning and I was drinking coffee, like, uh, like on the sidewalk. I mean, it was an apartment. So I was just like down on the mm-hmm. sidewalk, just like looking outside and a mm-hmm. man walked maybe six inches in front of me, threw up and kept walking. Cause he'd been oh out all God. night on that, uh, you know, on that strip. On and I was strip. like, it is, it is time to move. I gotta go. <laughs> The elevation of that part of LA is mm-hmm. the valley. So it's not to say it's like the good part oh, of LA, but it is wow. where you'd be okay. like, oh, the valley. It's yeah. also um, <laughs> somewhat more affordable. So it's like you couldn't okay. go down. Like Sh- Sheena, I believe, lives like way, way south, like towards the beach. Like she's almost like yes. kind of out of LA. She's in Marina. Marina, Ray? yeah, which is yeah, like okay. – there's a lot of really expensive neighborhoods that like these people could not live in. I think live, the Valley yeah. is a place where they would have homes in their range. The it's still, the Valley's still okay. a nice place. It's just not, mm-hmm. um, it's not like Beverly Hills. It's not, it's not like, like they're in Malibu or something. The West side. Yeah. Even yeah. like Los Feliz and like Silver Lake are like a little bit more like artsy Okay. and like more, uh, yeah, they're like artsier areas. So they're like, yeah. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> like we okay. gotta go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it seems like they're all everyone. That's like the next step. They all leave and then get homes in the valley. So now James has reached that milestone. Um, Okay, we dive into Sheena and Brock. They had their you know big wedding in Mexico this year, Um, and obviously Katie was kind of on the outskirts of that. Her and Sheena have been in turmoil. A monster (laughs) for going. That is that monster behavior. That That is yeah. Can I mean we recently got married? Can yes. you fucking imagine having such a fallout with someone that yeah. you disinvite them from the wedding and mm-hmm. they still come Show to up. your hotel yeah. to be around what is supposed to be a beautiful experience? Like mm-hmm. she is yeah, poison for that. That is that yeah. is disgusting. Yeah. I'm sorry. Was- like obviously I'm coming from like <laughs> I was a bride and but, like I <laughs> Like, I just cannot believe, like, they even yeah. offered to buy her out and she said no. Like, she nope. is there to be a witch. I just think mm-hmm. there are a couple mm-hmm. moments in life you try not to fuck up for someone. Their mm-hmm. wedding, 
Mm-hmm. A baby shower. Babies. Yeah. Other funerals. than that, like go off, but I right. mean like fuck up her birthday party. I don't know about her wedding. Like that's nuts. Not wedding. Yeah, that was that was Katie was fucking on one with that one. That was absolutely diabolical, I think. Um, so yeah, so Katie and Sheena obviously have been on the outs. Schwartz is Brock's like groomsman and like besties with Sheena. So obviously that's been a fucking mess. Um, and Katie was very disappointed in Schwartz for you know, diving in headfirst with this friendship, quote unquote, with Brock, who he met like last year. Um, and Schwartz's whole thing with Katie is that she diminishes his friendships. She doesn't take him seriously. She has a long history of diminishing the friendships. Um, and Katie had a great line, I thought, which she said, you're a serial killer's wet dreams. You're friends with everyone. Mm-hmm. And this group, not even just Schwartz, this group, do you notice they use the term friend and best friend so loosely? everyone's best friends everyone's a friend yeah i guess i didn't notice that i'm just like i mean there's only 10 of them i assume i I don't know yeah that's very weird also like you know brock brock is not from here so Mm -hmm. he had to get new friends for groomsmen i don't know if they could all not fly over but i think he probably had to build a friendship (laughs) with schwartz build it together yeah oh my god um and then yeah we we talk about the conversation between uh, we kind of segue a little bit. Lala and Allie. Uh, we saw this moment during Sheena's wedding where uh, Lala sits down with Allie and is like warning her about James and like. <laughs> Which also like not okay. You can't be like, I fucked him twice. Stay away. Like, you know, I don't know <laughs> if I would have listened to that either. You know, I know. Yeah. Allie said she was open, though. She was like, I was open to hearing what Lala and all the ladies had to say. But I do wish I was more protective of us and me and James. Um but I don't know. Lala, Lala's whole thing was that she was like triggered this summer with all she was going on with Randall. Yeah. And as you said before, she was kind of just like projecting on everyone and trying to be, I guess, Captain save this year with Allie and not wanting her to go down, you know, a bad, dark place with James, which. Yeah, I think that was a correct see. assessment. She was constantly mm-hmm. thinking about Randall and mm-hmm. being triggered about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this restraining order now. We got a court date on the 29th. Sheena refuses to speak. She can't speak. She's operating on legal advice. Can't say shit. Um, So the whole story is that Sheena punched Raquel, right? That's why Raquel got this restraining order. No one believes it. No, you know, Sheena did the whole, she can't put her hand into a fist thing. (laughs) Greatest iconic moment. My hands (laughs) don't work like that. Yes, I could never have punched her. Um... Andy turns to Sandoval to find out what he thinks. And he gives the longest, stupidest fucking pause when all he had to say was like, I don't know. I, I wasn't there. I mean, I got to tell you, I, listen, <sighs> I, I I think I'm also a Sheena apologist. Um, I like Sheena a lot. I absolutely believe she said she punched that bitch in the face. I don't know <laughs> that she did, but she absolutely said it. I, I, I yeah. Because mm. she starts going shut the fuck up, Sandoval, then don't say mm-hmm. anything, then don't say, like, she mm-hmm. knows this could... Things were said, potentially. Yeah, yeah, she knows things were said. Now, let me tell you, we know a lot of girls with nails who can form a fist. Listen, I, I come from, like, small-town fight culture, like, trust, mm. like, you may not be able to form a full fist, but you can still punch you someone with s- nails on. You can not that I have together. done it, but I have a witness of... Like, like that, that's not going to stand up in court. That being said, I don't, um, 
I I really don't understand why Raquel did that. I think she was just like grasping for some amount mm-hmm. of power, but to know how much Sheena did for her. And when Sheena was crying, yeah. like I loved this girl, did everything for her. And Raquel yeah. was like, oh, maybe I should have sent a note to Sheena. I was like, oh my God. Sick. Yeah. Like, like if you, yeah, I just. Sick. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, Sheena is obviously like very, very emotional about this whole thing. Um, it's one thing to be betrayed by friends. And then now one of the same friend is dragging you through the court system is like, <laughs> what the hell? Like you just woke up and now you're living in an alternate universe. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Andy, Andy does question Sheena about her suspicions on Raquel. You know, there's all these rumors. It's kind of an open secret kind of that maybe something's going on between Sandoval and Raquel. Sheena was very much like team Raquel. No, she can never do that. Um, but does she, she does admit that she, all these allegations were coming to her. She eventually did sit with Ariana and discuss all of these suspicions with her. Um, and told her, Lala's coming to me and telling me these things. Katie's telling me these things. And she sat with Ariana and there was a conversation that was had. And Ariana told her, it's not possible. They would never do this to me. You know, this is not the case. Um, that was shocking to me. The fact that that conversation happened. Uh, I also, so I listened to Ariana's interview on Call Her Daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And... Possibly I need to re-listen, but she said, like, if this was, I'm sure she said that. I listened yesterday. I told you, mm-hmm. I'm a journal. I'm a VPR journalist. <laughs> um, yes. She said in the interview that uh, if it was real, like when people came to her on camera, she was like, that's our job. Our, our job mm-hmm. is to bring every conversation moment to each other on camera. It happens all the time. So like, I didn't believe it. If it was really mm-hmm. real, someone would have come to me off camera Mm-hmm. and said very seriously, I think this is going like if it, and then I would have taken it seriously. So mm-hmm. I don't know if this Sheena conversation happened after they wrapped, but mm-hmm. she was mm-hmm. saying like no one had done that. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like someone did do that. And like, mm-hmm. I am not buying into like, she did didn't want to know if she just followed me, she would have known oh, I was God. cheating. Like I don't <laughs> buy into that, but like, no, it is mm-hmm. wild how many people, Mm-hmm. you know, told her something told was her going things. on. And yeah. I guess that's what led her to check his phone finally. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Andy also then brings up the whole Coachella open relationship debates. Sandoval apparently said to Raquel way back in April that he was in an open relationship and they're kind of saying now that he's been kind of after Raquel since April, essentially. Yeah, it makes he, complete sense. And that is a common absolutely. dude lie. They're always like, mm-hmm. I'm separated, Oliver. Mm-hmm. I, we're, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're getting a divorce. No, they're not, Randall. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay. mm-hmm. a, a cheater's favorite lie. Yep, exactly. He denies it up and down, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, then we talk a little bit about the state of Ariana and Sandoval's relationship. Andy asks Ariana, were you guys hiding anything about your relationship? Her answer is no. I was being honest about everything and we showed everything. Sandoval is on another planet. He says no. (laughs) It was literally like we'd be arguing one second and then the cameras would turn on and it would turn into honey, I'm home and everything is fine. Um, And he says Ariana her whole like MO was they're not trustworthy people. They're not going to get that side of us. 
unpopular opinion, I kind of believe Sandoval here. Yeah, I, I right? do as okay. well. But but not to the extent – I think he's trying to say, like, the whole thing was fake where I, I think it's reasonable yeah. to be like, we're on a reality TV show – Right. Shut let's, the fuck up. We're not going to talk about this. <laughs> let's not take our personal, all our personal baggage because mm-hmm. it. let's pretend that's true. She mm-hmm. is still like, get away from here, Tom. You suck. Ooh, Tom, <laughs> go away. And he's like, Ariana, you fucking suck. It's like, this is y'all hiding right. the bad stuff. <laughs> right. Then I think you are giving us enough. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. I feel like there's... There's no way that things were all hunky-dory. I mean, there's no, there's absolutely no way. Just the level, the massive level of like disrespect, distrust, the breakdown of intimacy, the breakdown of communication. It just doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like they had a normal, happy relationship that had a couple issues here and there. There's no intimacy. There's no chemistry between them. It's not warm and fuzzy. There's just clearly a lot that we didn't see that went down in this household. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, And I think over the years of watching Vanderpump also, like we've seen the ins and outs and probably too much of a lot of the relationships like Jax. When Jax was on the show, Jax with Stassi, Jax with Brittany, like we were all up in their ass. And Sandoval and Ariana were always the relationship that was very private, that Mm -hmm. we didn't really know all that was going on with them. And I always had a sense that I mean, Jax would say it too, that there's so much more going on beneath the surface that they just don't talk about. Yeah. And I mean, we also see it clearly with, you know, Miami girl comes to the bar and Mm -hmm. Ariana is like, you're not like, get away from here. You're not going to say that my boyfriend. Now Mm -hmm. we know that from Tom Sandoval to Sheena, Ariana has known the truth the whole time, which means he is like, I slept with her and Ariana Mm -hmm. was like, okay, we're in this together, which Mm -hmm. I'm like. Mm-hmm. that's where it's like, yeah, they were ride or die for her to get mm-hmm. through that. I think she Definitely. always thought that if he were to do something like this, that he would include her at some point so that they could go through it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that ain't happening. Not here. Not now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. We talk about um, this letter now. Andy has a delivery for Sheena. Um, and he says it's a letter from Raquel or... Uh, a document, we'll say, from yes, Ra- Raquel. Yes, yes, Um, And yeah, we see Andy during his sit-down with Raquel, his one-on-one, where she admits that she apparently regrets filing the restraining order against Sheena, and she has filed a motion to have it dropped. And so that is the document that Andy brings to Sheena, who obviously gets very emor- emotional. She's talking about the betrayal of these two friends, and then now you know, going through this whole legal battle and not being able to be present for her daughter and how she's been defending Raquel to the death and even so much as saying, I trust her in bed with my husband and then for her to turn around and do this to me. Um, Yeah. I I also think like this is a gross misuse of restraining orders. Like restraining orders are put in place Mm -hmm. to stop uh, harm and future harm Mm -hmm. from, Mm -hmm. and I think, think it's pretty clear that Sheena was not putting together violent attacks towards Raquel right. or that there right. wasn't a future fear. It was this incident that clearly mm-hmm. was physical and something very bad happened, but like that mm-hmm. is press charges, 
You know what I mean? And, and mm. she didn't have enough to do that or whatever mm-hmm. her decision was for that. So she goes the restraining mm-hmm. order route. I, I, yeah. I'm just sort of like, I'm bummed for the court system. Like those are there yeah. often to protect women, to protect mm-hmm. domestic 100%. violence survivors. Like nope. I, I was like, this is, this is a really shitty move on her part uh, unless Very she truly shitty. feared for her life. And it seems like she didn't. Exactly. It's, it makes me question too. Like who's in Raquel's, Who's on her team? Was this something her parents were encouraging? Like, who told her this is a good idea? Let's go this route. Sandoval. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Uh, That's what I think. That's true. That could have came from him for sure. Yeah. Oh, God. I don't know. That's wild. So as this is going on, remember, Raquel's in her trailer. So Raquel's watching this conversation, and she literally has a smile on her face. And she says to the producer, oh, man, I really wish I, I wrote a personal note to Sheena. Yes. Seeing her crying on stage and everything. Yeah, bitch. Uh, hello. <laughs> yeah, but it's also, it's like, so none of the previous relationship from Sheena registered with you. Like, it never right. registered with you how hard she rode for you and that, like, right. how upset she was is because she had asked you, like, don't ever do anything like this. And, and you did. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm And then to take out a restraining order against her, like, you now you're seeing her emotion and you're like, oh, shit, this was a bad idea. What? Yeah. Not all the way there, man. I'm telling no, you. No. And to seeing the smile was like, ugh. She so smiled creepy. at all the wrong places. All the to, wrong to the point times. where I'm like, there's something wrong going off in her body because it produces a smile. Like some <laughs> brain synapses got disconnected from the frown and mm-hmm. reattached to the smile. And every time <laughs> something really bad happens, she smiles. She smiles. Yeah. Oh, God. And then we have Sandoval pleading with Sheena. You know, we didn't do this maliciously. There was no malicious intent. And his his approach and his strategy to this reunion is also wild. This, is like, a, this man can't put together a cocktail menu over the course of one year. And he's going to put together a reunion strategy. He couldn't even name the drinks. He just wrote like Blue Shark drink and he wrote down like, tequila some syrup mm-hmm. like like a year <laughs> that we took a year, a year. like i can't i'm <laughs> i can't imagine oh what I his can't. strategy was going into this and yeah Ugh. it's like but it's like he's trying to garner support he's he's literally in this moment like playing with sheena like it, it wasn't malicious like we had 15 years of friendship and it's like where do you think that's gonna get you her to become your friend again like his approach is just so wild to me him and Raquel just yeah they're trying to prove that they are good as opposed to taking accountability which is Mm -hmm. which they're saying they're doing but they're not like accountability Mm -hmm. is owning what happened and they're pretending what happened wasn't bad exactly exactly um so quick moment where sheena surprises andy with a vinyl a gold vinyl of her good as gold smash hit (laughs) before she heads off to her trailer because she obviously can't be on premises with raquel um and then yeah we see more of raquel sit down with andy we have raquel in her big girl blazer you know looking serious Mm -hmm. sitting across from andy spitting out lines her therapist or whoever is coaching her um talking about accountability and this that and the third um and so yeah he asks her you know how did this start give us from your point of view how did all this start um, her story is they were friends for a while. He's always been in her corner. He's always been rooting for her. And things got romantic, as we know, after the girls trip. Um, and she says Sandoval made her feel seen and heard, which she had never experienced before. 
I think, I think also this is how low her self-esteem goes because she not only needed a man to like pay attention and, Mm. and get her, she needed Mm. someone else's man. That's Mm. how much she wanted to feel so fully chosen to get the endorphins of the cheating to feel. Um, I just, I just can't believe, I cannot believe that she accepted this love from him and liked it knowing how close she was with yeah with ariana that's yeah. really it's like shocking. all of that all of that trumped her alliance to ariana yeah and then also it's like and she's like poor schwartz <laughs> schwartz oh, is like God. you know was clearly their their you know, Schwartz mm-hmm. was the retail shop in front of the drug front, you know, mm-hmm. and but then also <laughs> the like, there's, mat, yeah. yeah, like there's, a, they're actually like kissing and they're intertwined. They're using his mm-hmm. house. They're all hanging out. Like it is yeah. sick. <sighs> there's so much poison. Yeah. That, that took the, place here. The definition of just toxicity, just toxicity. Just, you could see if the that is not a drink on off. a Schwartz and Sandy's menu, it is a missed opportunity. <laughs> yes. My friends, hear me. I am a restaurateur now. Lean in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the toxicity. There, you got it. Um, so Andy asks her the ultimate question. How, how did you envision this would play out with Ariana? Let's talk about Ariana now, okay? This friendship that you had that was so important to you. How did you envision coming back from that? You know, with this, like what? So Raquel, again with the smile, the creepy fucking smile. She says, I was living in my own little reality, hoping it'd work out, hoping he'd break up with her and then we could start dating. But in what, even if that did happen, they break up, let's say cheating never happened. He and Ariana break up. He starts saying Raquel. She thought that would go well. She thought Ariana would enjoy that and it would be fine. Like, right. Cheating aside, even, in what world would you ever be with him? (laughs) This is a sub-zero IQ. Yeah, really. Literally, in this moment, I was like, oh, my gosh, she actually is dumb. Like, we've all been like, oh, don't call her dumb. You know, she's not, you know, it's not nice to call people that. She actually is, though. She really thought that she was going to have something with this man. She can't, like, this is the part, you know, the reunion is where you show your work. Okay, so you did the math. Mm -hmm. So Raquel, Mm -hmm. we watched all season, Mm -hmm. two plus two equaled 97. And now (laughs) is the part where we go, Raquel, show us your work. And she's Mm -hmm. like, and she's like, um, well, two plus A, B, C, D, E and um, (laughs) minus and I made Mm -hmm. a pie. And you're like, oh, uh oh. not all there oh my god so andy brings up you know ariana seems to have ignored a lot of signs you know the, all the signs are pointing that something was happening but she kept writing for you um tom his story is i think ariana didn't want to know is that what you believe as well did you and tom were you guys both in cahoots on this like theory that ariana just maybe didn't want to know um and she doubles down she's like yeah it really seemed that way she never really pressed for more information she, she never just believed us. him uh, mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do in a relationship in a relationship girl what and she's like yeah i don't because candy calls her out for like it sounds like you're blaming ariana she's like i just you know at that time that was my mindset i'm very ashamed of it now i i get that that you you created that <sighs> 
fucked up truth mm-hmm. that Sandoval probably helped in creating. And you know what? Ariana maybe mm-hmm. was in denial of it. If you've been with someone nine yeah, years, I think maybe so. you wouldn't I fucking believe so. that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, Andy brings up, you know, you and Tom seem to be like on a pause from each other. Like maybe you guys are not together or whatever. Do you think you'll come back on the show? He asks her flat out. And this girl said, I "I want want to. to. (laughs) Oh God. It it felt like someone like in the medieval town mm. square with their head on the chopping block and they're mm-hmm. like, give me a good. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. It, like she just bring on the abuse, bring on, bring it on ladies. I want to be in the middle of yeah. your firing squad. Yeah, like, she's what? like, I'm going to live after you cut my head off. Right? No. Awesome. No girl. Maybe though. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Exactly. Just it's so it's just crazy. It's just crazy. There's no other word to say, but just crazy. Yeah. To go yeah. through this and then say I want to come back and film next season. Absolutely, also, Andy. Like, sign then, me up. Then what is in question? Like they don't know if they're gonna have you back. Like no, wh- who's saying Raquel can't come back? Get that bitch back on the show. Let Please bring her back. <laughs> who's hesitating? I need to watch this. I need to watch this. Oh my god. <laughs> So anyway, it's time for Raquel to walk out. Schwartz is popping Xanax. And... Uh, I have to say. <laughs> God. I, I, I so, hate that dude. I hate him, but I, I'm <sighs> grateful for him. I just... I Whenever he's on screen, I love it. Like, no one has ever taken conflict better. They're like, hey, piece of dog mm. shit. And he's like, yeah, for sure. It's like, no one wants to talk to you here. Want to go in the corner? Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I'm like, mm-hmm. I love this man. When he pulled out the Xanax, Jeez. let me just say this. Mm-hmm. I have a similar, I have a similar prescription. Okay, that is not something you take. You've got to get a twenty-minute run on it before, okay? right? Not right Let, before she's about to walk it, out. It doesn't work like that. He, like no. when they showed us the preview, where like later on he's mm-hmm. like his head's in his hands. I'm like, okay, now this annex is hit because <laughs> you've got to time it. Like you can't. Like it takes a minute to hit your system. It is rapid mm-hmm. release, but it, you still want like twenty it minutes. It takes time. There. Yeah. Oh my god. Because I, so, I take yeah. it to fly and listen. It's, okay. You know, I, t- I got to time the, it out. You're Yes, you're in the gate. I got 20 minutes to go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He popped the Xanax as she was walking out. Like, as she's walking out. I can't. But and, I will say such an illuminating moment is Sandoval mm-hmm. being like, here's what you can say about your medication. Meanwhile, Schwartz is like, oh, throw it across the womb. <laughs> I love them. I love them. Tweedledee and Tweedle fucking dumb. Please I can't give them a baby losers. on a reality show spinoff and let us watch God. them raise it. Like, I raise the you. child? Oh, I God. Guess, not a real child. <laughs> give them like a robot child. Like, I yes. want to see it. <laughs> Jesus. So Raquel walks out. I'm not gonna lie, I love this little this little minty off the shoulder. Ooh, I hate it. I do you not hate it. Okay, I love this. I when love the you, color. Oh no, I hated it because I didn't hate it as a dress. I hated it because hmm. if you are Ariana, come out. You have been. Um, you are the woman scorned, right? And you yes. come out in that red dress. I go, yes, that is yes. the dress you wear in yes. this situation. Mm-hmm. When you are the mistress who yeah. fucked everyone over, yeah. I don't what think that's she, your look. What should she wear? What should she wear in that? I think she case. needed. To I, I definitely be, agree. I hear you. Um, I think she needed. I think she needed something covering the clavicle because someone there might all. be a fight. So we gotta get, like you know cover. 
I just like, I don't need a high neck, but I need like skin covered and modesty. Yeah. And then you want to like, I don't know. I almost wanted like a long form fitting dress similar to maybe Lala's even without Mm. the pattern. Mm. I I just don't think, Mm. I don't think you want to come on as like a sweet girl. Yeah, it was. She was trying to put on. She was trying to lean into. I'm Raquel. Remember, guys, a little minty green. I'm sweet. Yeah. I'm not threatening. You know. Yes. This, yeah. this color's not threatening. Yeah, I hear you. Um, and that was the episode. So we'll have to wait till next week for. Okay, I just have one question for you. When they yes. ask him if he loves her, what do you think he's going to say next week? Oh God. Well, we're going to sit through a ten minute pregnant silence for no fucking reason, as he does. Um, and I think he's going to be a bumbling idiot. I don't, I don't think, I think he's so afraid of Ariana. I don't think he's going to say yes. Yeah. Just her look alone. He's like afraid of getting any type of wrath from her. So I think he would, it would be in his best interest to not say yes. What do you think? I think he's going to say yes because his whole breakup tactic with Ariana was to be like, we have a special connection. And she's like, no, mm. you don't. He's like, yes, we do. So like, I yeah, think, that's true. and I also think if he says no, he's going to lose Raquel. Yeah. He's or trying to least, hang on to this. Oh God. I, what else does he have? I know that's true. Then got it. Only got each other. They are both Jesus. the piece of wood <laughs> floating in the waters after the Titanic crash. Neither of them Rose real. or Leo. They're just two pieces of wood. And like, this is all they got, <laughs> you know? Um, Oh, yeah, and I think he better honestly like it this is so ridiculous even if it's a lie but mm. like if you don't say yes then what was it for? What was it what for? What was it for? Yeah, I know. They got to give call they got to give reason for the cause of all of this just I want to see a wedding next they created. season. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a toxic wedding. I want them to live in what I want to live live, live in, in that this, mess. Sign the paperwork. This poison, I know. God. So Chelsea, I have to ask, did you learn anything this episode? Are you gathering anything? Do you, are you walking away learning anything from these degenerates? <laughs> I actually love this show and um, Re- uh, Real Housewives because I actually learn a lot about how to face conflict. Because okay. I, uh, I, even though I'm like a very like loud, outgoing person, um, mm-hmm. I'm different with conflict. I really hate it. Mm-hmm. And I like mm-hmm. just watching people stand in the fire and take it or dish it and return the next day after something I think is unspeakable has happened Mm -hmm. kind of gives me strength where I'm like, you really can, you can really walk through anything. Um, cause Mm -hmm. these dummies are, (laughs) you know? Um, Mm -hmm. so I, I, I feel like I learned that. And I also learned like, I think what you said is like low self-esteem can take vicious forms. Um, low self-esteem is, is actually very outgoing hmm yeah yeah i think that's what i'm walking away from just watching just all of these people on the stage i mean obviously the biggest players sandoval raquel and ariana just seeing them at this point it's it had to be low self-esteem some self-hatred some you know desperate need for a self-love journey for all of them um but instead we've watched them sit in terrible relationships find love in the wrong places and i think it's such a testament to like how important it is to just spend time with yourself i know it's so cheesy but like being by yourself and doing that work with yourself 
um, which none of these people have done. I mean, Raquel <laughs> broke up with James and then two seconds later was in a, a seven month affair. Like that's so sad and wild. And that just yeah. takes a deep level of just like low, low self-esteem that she just didn't really have. So, ugh. yeah. 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 Anyways, next week we'll be back after the reunion. Apparently, the the last five minutes there's some big reveal that's going to happen. The wedding. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any theories? Uh, have you been reading online? Like any theories of what you think they're going to drop on us next week? No. And it, again, I, this maybe makes me a dork. I don't like reading theories online because I love watching it. I love watching mm-hmm. it, and I just want it to mm-hmm. wash over me in the moment. I don't yeah. have a theory. Um, I don't have a theory, but I, ho- I, I hope, I hope they're, I hope they're engaged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, th- I mean, honestly, they're saying whatever the, whatever the reveal is, it's going to make people question whether they want to sign the contract and come back for next season. So I think it has to be something oh. monumental. Oh, is it like, like someone's this. coming back? <laughs> Stassi Either- back? That's th- that's one of the theories that Jax is somebody from the past coming back. Um, this new theory, I have not heard this, them getting engaged. That could definitely do that, it. That's not a real theory. That's just me being <laughs> twisted. <laughs> yeah. I think it could be Raquel confirming that she's coming back. Yeah, I definitely season. think that could be it. Yeah, that could definitely be it. So we will have to wait and see. Um, thank you so much, Chelsea. This was so fun. Thank you so much um, for having me. I love talking to you guys. Your episode um, of the Video Vixen on my podcast is coming out this yes. month. I cannot wait. You and Justine were so funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and th- that's dropping really yes. soon. So if Okay. Where can people find you? Tell us about the podcast a little bit. Where can they find you online? Yes, come find me on Instagram at Chelsea Devantes. I have a book podcast and I but it's a it's a juicy book podcast and we I like recap it in my Instagram stories before I even mm-hmm. do the episodes and I post like pictures from it. And then yes. um we talk about female celebrity memoirs. We recap mm-hmm. them. We dish on them. We relate them to mm-hmm. our lives. I also do yeah. some glamorous trash talk episodes where I talk about, I go high and low. I talked about um, how The Bachelor has predicted our last political elections and will predict all our future ones. So oh, wow. if you're into some, <laughs> I really go for the goal. High and low. I love this. <laughs> and by the way, I'm so glad you guys are coming back for charity. I'm yes, thrilled. Thank, thank God you'll be here. Yeah, we couldn't leave her high and dry. So you can't you know, do that. She's gonna give it that. her all. She is, yes. Um, everybody, yes, check out Chelsea and the Celebrity Book Club podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Justine and I will be back next week for part three. We're gonna take us home, y'all, and talk about whatever this big reveal is that they have. Um, join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash two black girls one rose, and we'll see you guys next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 